You're listening to Radio MD. It's time to Ask Dr. Mike on Healthy Talk. Call or email to ask your questions now. Email Smith at RadioMD.com or call 877-711-5211. The lines are open. So this next question I, I've been debating about answering. I've had it for a while now. And I decided, you know, why not? It's a Friday, you know, it's kind of open Dr. Mike Day type thing. And, um, you know, why not? Let me let me go ahead and try to tackle this. And I want you to know that the answer I'm going I'm to give to this question is just purely my own worldview, my own belief, my own faith system. Um, but the question's being asked, so it's, I get to answer it. Um, the question is simple. What is life? I'm asking this because billionaire inventor J. Craig Venter, that's interesting. So this billionaire inventor, his last name is Venter, (laughs) J. Craig Venter, gave an answer about DNA software systems. I was just curious what you think. So this guy, J. Craig Venter, answered the question, what is life, right, by talking about DNA software systems. Let me just, so I I found his answer here. It was reported in the Wall Street Journal a couple months ago. Um, Here was his, so the question again, what is life? Um, Here's his reply. Oh, by the way, this um, J. Craig uh, Venter um, gentleman, he is the founder of a company who's really into the the genome sequencing stuff. So that kind of tells you why he's focusing on DNA with his answer, right? So here's what he said. The short answer is life is a DNA software-driven system, at least on this planet, as far as we know. Every species is driven by their DNA software totally and completely. The much more complicated answer deals with energy balance in a cellular system and transporting molecules in and out. But it all gets down to reading your DNA software from second to second, every one of your cells, making new proteins, making new versions of your cells. Without this software, you can't make new hardware okay it's it yeah i mean i okay dna has been called the backbone of life and all that kind of stuff and i get that and and i agree with everything you just said here's something that i find really interestingly or interesting um he refers to the dna as a software system so that's really interesting because as i have studied medicine And I've studied biology and microbiology. And I've been doing this for quite some time now. Um, Really started in 1989 is when I started really getting into science. So I've been doing this for a while. Something that's always just been amazing to me is how a lot of the cellular processes, the reactions, the enzymes, uh, how muscles contract, how ATP is made – they require the use of these proteins that fold up in ways that almost resemble machines. And I can't help but see this this design quality and all these different enzymes and proteins and DNA. I mean, there's a design quality to it, which has led me and my own personal beliefs to believe in a designer. I've said it before on my show. I'm a Christian. And I believe in a creator and a personal creator. I answer the question, what is life, I guess, more based from that worldview. So Craig Venter, excuse me, is is taking more that naturalistic approach. 
and I don't know his back. I don't. I'm just going by what he's said here. He's given the answer. What is life? He's going more back to that um, naturalistic approach. He doesn't, you know, in in, in naturalism there is no creator. Uh, matter um, has happened through random processes over eons of times, and there's even some people who believe matter itself is eternal. And it goes on and on and on and on. Uh, and so, so people who are atheists or naturalists, they answer the question um, with no help from an outside transcendent God or Creator, because they that's they don't allow that in their in their belief system, and that's fine. For me, I guess it's you know, life isn't just a a process it's not just a chemical reaction um i agree that there is a dna software system in the body i think there's all kinds of interesting software and hardware systems in the body that have a design quality to them so to me there's a designer um where we differ i guess craig venter would just say that the DNA software systems has evolved over time. For me, it was designed and placed in the cell, um, and, and you know, and, and that's it. I mean, I, I agree with everything he's saying. I think it just really comes down to how did it begin and how did it get in the cells. And for me, there is a designer, and and I've come to appreciate the design quality and all these different cellular processes and enzymes and proteins. Um, Life to me isn't just the physical, it's soulish, it's personhood, it's spiritual, all that kind of stuff. So that's just my personal answer. I don't know if I did a good job answering that. Okay, let's go on to um, another question here. What are the safe, safest ways to whiten teeth? I, I'm, I'm assuming this person is asking the question because uh, on one of the morning talk shows and i know this because a friend of mine was talking about it and i don't remember what network it was on or what network she said but they were talking about or the question was there was a segment on is is teeth whitening safe is it good for your teeth or is it bad for you that that type of thing and so maybe that this person is asking this question based on that show so are are there safe ways to whiten your teeth? Uh, you know, the, well, I, maybe. I mean, the 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 things that whiten the teeth the most, like the most, like hydrogen peroxide, for instance, um, are going to have some enamel issues and and might may not be the best things for your gums and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I had a, a dentist friend of mine say, if you ever do anything to whiten your teeth and it makes your gums tingle or burn. Get it out of your mouth. That's not good. And pretty much all of the the big main ways that you can whiten your teeth, at least with outside of a dentist office, you know, if you're like on your own in your home, over the counter stuff. Uh, all of those things that really can do a good job uh, cause gums to tingle and burn, and they're probably not good, like hydrogen peroxide. There is there is you know baking soda might be a safer way to do it. Um, a lot of people love baking soda. They say. It, it works great. I don't think it's going to be as powerful as some of the, you know, uh, other, you know, bigger teeth whitening systems out there. But baking soda might be uh, a way to do it. And then there, there's another form of um, peroxide called carbamide peroxide. Uh, carbamide peroxide is very similar to hydrogen peroxide, but it's a, um, it's more carbon based. It's supposed to be a little bit safer for you. I, I don't have any specifics on it, but I do know that there are some dentists who preferred carbamide peroxide versus hydrogen peroxide. So maybe maybe 
carbamide and baking soda combination would be a safe way to whiten your teeth. You know, how about this, though? How about avoid the things that cause the stains in the first place, right? I mean, you know, the coffees, the teas. I mean, I know that's hard to do because I enjoy all of that stuff, too. Um, but maybe cutting out some of the coffee or brushing your teeth when you're done drinking or eating those kinds of foods that can stain teeth. Maybe just cutting those foods out a little bit, and then when you do consume them, brushing your teeth right away. Maybe that would be a safe way to keep teeth white or it, and to prevent the stain in the first place. It's just a thought. Um, I don't have anything else really there. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head or, or some of the other stuff. We, we do know that um, some of the mouthwashes now, too, um, have in them some of those teeth whitening um, uh, chemicals that you find like in the strips and stuff like that. And, and some people are questioning the use of those mouthwashes every day. Be careful there. And then also some of the toothpastes that say, you know, extra whitening or, you know, what have you, uh, they use abrasives. And those little abrasives, a little, if you ever see in your toothpaste little circles or dots, those aren't things that dissolve. Those are little plastic abrasive things. They don't really leave your system. <laughs> Be careful with those. Uh, matter of fact, when you go to clean out deep pockets, you can find some of those small little plastic dots in those from those toothpaste. So be careful with that as well. So carbamide and baking soda. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <music> 